Good morning, church. My name is Rebecca. So happy to be in God's house this morning. Well, the, the, the fair has ended, school has started, and Wednesday night worship has started on the first Wednesday of the month. Who was there? Come on, right? So good. Well, yeah, and I'm, who's excited about God, what God is doing, right? There should be that excitement, that hunger. Come on. And that excitement, okay, First uh, Corinthians 2. And I'm actually going to start in verse 4. This is Paul talking to the church in Corinthia. Right, look at me. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not a Bible scholar, okay? But I love God's Word. So, praise the Lord. So this is Paul saying, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. That word, the power of God, that should be when you get those goosebumps, when you know God is doing something, right? Like that's where our faith is in. And then jumping down into uh, verse 9, but just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit knows, for the Spirit searches all things. Even the depths of God. Those are those things where I get really excited about the, the fact that God sent His Spirit because I want to know the depths of God, right? Like I want His, Him to reveal those things, right? I don't want to miss out. You know, thinking about, um, when, so I was in sports in high school and when you're in sports in high school and then you're not playing, uh, you can't stand not playing, right? So you can't stand being on the bench, watching people, right? You want to be in the game. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, Lord, I don't want to, I want to be in the game, Lord, right? Whatever you're doing, I want to be a part of. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to be just watching it. Right? I, when his spirit says to do something, I want to be ready. So, church, stand with me. We get to worship our Lord this morning. And he is doing some awesome things. Right? That power of God and demonstration of the spirit and of power. Father, I thank you for this morning, Father. I thank you, Jesus. You, you are who we worship, Father. It is to you, you're going to get the glory, Father. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your church, Father. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Romans, Romans 1. You may be seated. Romans 1. Chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. 
For in the righteousness of God, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. It's just been on my heart this morning to uh, actually to change up the order of the service a little bit. So we're going to do uh, offering and announcement at the end. But what I felt really strongly in my heart during worship is that I have seen a uh, what I would say quite a few miracles in my life and and different manifestation of the power of God in my life. But um, the the one that to me is always the most powerful is when you have an individual or a life of someone who you know heading in a direction, in a wrong direction, and the power of God comes and changes that direction completely. Um, when I, And I just share this real briefly, but when I was raised in a Christian home, uh, but um, that was only on paper. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a, a living faith. It was a. It was a religious home. And the first time I ended up in a in an actual biblical church service where I saw, you know, the body of Christ raising their hand and worshiping God, I just I was really out of place and I thought to myself I will never go back there again cuz those guys are weird like really weird um and and I had all intentions and also I had all intentions not going back but I also had this image in my head that Christians are are weak people they just you know they just kind of nice goody goody you know weak people and it was very interesting because when I went to the church service the uh, first three people who greeted me were much bigger than me. Uh, one of them was a professional uh, volleyball player. Another one was a what I would define as an Eastern European uh, bulldog, I guess. It was, it was a guy who who ran discos uh, in um, like night, you know, nightclubs for a living beforehand. And and I I, I see him come up and, and greet me and. I can see that he gave up that lifestyle and is just living for God. And then the third uh, or the other person was a a mafia, a bodyguard of a mafia leader who got who got sh- the mafia leader got shot in the spine and he was in a wheelchair. And um, the bodyguard was responsible for pushing uh, the mafia leader around. And, and they, and he got saved because he had to, because the mafia leader got saved and he had to push him to the church services and he, he ended up getting saved. And, but I, I tell you that I have never, uh, and you know, I, I share this testimony, especially with the youth kids before, but I've never in my life before experienced where you, you shake hands with someone and, and you look at them and you're just like, you're like almost afraid just the way they look because you you know it's one thing that say hey I'm a I used to be a mafia leader but it's another thing when they they look like one like <laughs> like like his testimony he, they they the the bodyguard used to beat people for a living and and you can tell that just by looking at them and now here he is in a church serving cookies over the tray <laughs> and i was like something doesn't add up here like it is it is and and that's really my point that I just wanted to share real quick here as an introduction. When when you see 
a life completely transformed by the power of the gospel, uh, there's, there's not a greater uh, testimony of that. And if you're here this morning and you feel like your life is not heading in the wrong way, and maybe you were here and, and you feel out of space, um, let me tell you, um, the power of God is here. And it's speaking to you right now. And you may need to change the direction of your life. And we are, most of us are here to testify to that power, that we all experience that power in our life, uh, and we change the course where we used to live one way and we realized we're not the boss anymore. Like there is a greater, there is a God and, and, and he is the God of love. And if you turn to him, he will change the direction of your life. His power will set you free. His power will heal you. Um, and, and he will raise you up on the last day. Amen. So I'll turn it over to Brother Wayne, and we have a very special guest speaker. And brother, I asked Brother Wayne to introduce him because he knows him better uh, than I do. Uh, however, as you can see, uh, Pastor John is not here. Uh, he's at Engage Church uh, this morning. Um, I was thinking about uh, sitting up front, taking his seat, but then he gave this spiel last week about you know taking his chair or something like that. And I didn't know if that just applied for his couch at home or applied for his seat at church. So I was like, I don't know, so I, I won't. But then I see some other people took it, so we'll, we'll be praying for you guys up there. All right, brother. Pastor John, pretty big. You got to be careful there, Leano. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I woke up this morning and I thought, because these guys are family, they touch my heart, and it just means so much to me, and that you're all here, and what a blessing you're doing. And what a ministry and work you're all doing. They go places that a lot of people aren't called to go. But they are, and they go. And lives are changed. And like I said, I'm, during praise and worship, I'm overwhelmed. Because like, this is my family. This is our family, not my family. But this is our family. These are the people we minister with out on the streets and highways and byways. This is the family that will lay down their life for their brother and sister. Do families get in a little mix-ups now and then? Yeah. But we love each other. And we'll step in for one another. And you guys all mean so much to me. Everybody in this church does. But this, this is what I'm called to be. This is what I'm called to do. This is what Brother Mac's called to do. Brother Mac came up in 2004, and I talked to him on the phone back and forth. He came up in 2004. Pastor Dan was there. We had a tent meeting. And uh, these guys were wild. <laughs> but I like wild, so that didn't bother me. So, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, because of them coming up and holding a meeting to start a chapter up here, 
There was like seven of these or something like that. They took that time and come up and spent the weekend. And Brother Matt, come on up. I have a, we have a bond with one another. That goes back many years. And I love my brother, Mac. I love you, too. And I love these brothers and sisters out here. You going to give me a kiss now, brother? No. (laughs) That's where it ends, brother. (laughs) So, and his wife, Cammie, is here. Cammie, would you stand up, please? She's... (laughs) Brother Mac's our national VP, and Cammie's the state secretary of Texas. And they do a fine job. They try to keep us all in line, and how's that going? Good. Okay. 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 All right. Amen. 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 So, yep. So, praise God you get to listen to Brother Mac this morning. Amen, brother. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Hallelujah. So, y'all may laugh at me. I'm old. Y'all can tell that. So I still use the Bible. I haven't got used to the phone thing and doing all of this. So I got my notes. Y'all check it out. Amen. Because I'm getting old timers and forget where I'm at. Hallelujah. Um, so I was here in 21, wasn't it, Brother Wayne? Uh, for Redbeard and Molly's wedding. And we had a good time and we shared some testimony. And some of you that were here, if you remember, my wife was not able to be with me. Um, due to some family tragedy, um, our, uh, our son-in-law had took his life, amen, and so it was pretty heavy, but, you know, some of us in ministry leadership understand that. We have to push forward. The enemy's always on attack. He's always looking for a way in. You know, before that, my son was murdered, and this Monday is the three-year anniversary of that. So y'all bear with me. This is kind of heavy for me. Amen, Liano. But I do want to give God some praise because we was with Liano in the uh, the Kingdom First chapter yesterday, and it was awesome, brother. Awesome. I want to give credit where credit is due. Amen. Him and his lovely bride and Teddy with the Get Em Crew and Brother Wayne, man, we got three chapters up here in the north, and they're banging, amen, for Jesus. Can I say that? Is that legal? Amen. I did, amen. We had a good time. I know we had salvations yesterday. We had, uh, I don't know, four, five, six baptisms. It was awesome, man. Anytime Jesus is doing this thing, it's good. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a street preacher, street preacher, preacher, you guys. So behind this place is kind of uncomfortable for me. You know, I look like a turd. You can polish a turd, but I'm still a turd. Amen. So the pastor can whip me later. I said that live. Amen. Uh, he's a pretty big old boy. Oh, he's gone. We're good. But I got Brother Butts with me. He can bang up the slack. Amen. So, you know, I, I have, just have a quick message. It's not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a theological kind of guy. I, I was in prison. I got set free and delivered when I came home. And, and I've been serving God since 97. Amen. And, uh, he, he's not a respecter of persons, you all. So what he done for one, he'll do for another. The last will be first and the first will be last. Amen. 
So this message here is maybe for somebody in here. I, well, I shouldn't say maybe it is. The Holy Spirit has brought this to fruition in my heart. I'm going to be in 2 Kings 5. Those that you want to follow, I'm in New King James. Uh, I don't argue over which translation you're in as long as you're in the Word. Amen? Amen. So, uh, you know, most of us have heard our pastors and ministry leaders continually talk about putting on the full armor of God, Ephesians 6, amen? And we need that, correct, Brother Bill? We need that. But what we don't get to is, do we ever take the time to take it off to allow the infections under the armor to heal? Are y'all following me in the spiritual realm? To allow the the sores and the rubs from that armor rubbing and the, the, the impacts we've took from being in a frontline soldier in the army of the Lord, do we have a place that we can take that armor off and allow God to heal those things. Well, Brother Mac, what are you making reference to? We're going to find out here in a little bit. I'm not going to, I was going to go from uh, 2 Kings 5 from 1 to 15, but we may short it up and I'll, I'll bring it up to speed. So if you want, let's read. Amen? Amen. Now, I, I'm going to clarify, I'm not a theologian, so if I miss names, my bad. I'm from Texas. Amen? They said everything's in Texas big. I don't know what happened to me. Amen? <laughs> But let me get my glasses on, find them, see how they're messing up. It says in 5.1, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord have given victory to Syria. This is what we're going to. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. Wow. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master was with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went and told his master, saying, thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. The king of Syria said, go now, I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. And I'm going to bring it up to speed. It goes on to say, he took off to this foreign land, and, and Syria were idol worshippers. Amen? So he's going over to meet the real God that he was unaware of, and he took all his worldly goods over there, and he was going to give it up, to be healed of leprosy. Because in Israel, lepers were quarantined. They couldn't be with their family. They couldn't do anything. They were basically left to die. Thank God we have medicine for that now. But I guess in those days, they didn't. Amen. So, I don't know how this guy in Syria, God had a plan, believe it or not, although they were idol worshipers, to be changed. So as this goes on in the Scripture, you're getting down around verse 15, it talks about, he told him to go dip in the river Jordan seven times and you'll be made whole. He went off because he said, who is this guy to tell me to dip in a river? I'm adding this. That where they bathe and use the restroom in and etc. You're going to tell me, a man of valor, I'm fixing to go and lay down in this water. I have beautiful rivers in my homeland. The man of God told him, you need to go rip, dip in the river seven times. You'll be made whole. After he had his fit, he submitted and went to the river, dipped him seven times, and he came up whole. The punchline in the end of this was, he said, Surely the God of Israel 
is the God in all the land. Amen. As we look at the scripture, we see that Naaman was an extraordinary leader, but he hid a lethal condition under his armor. What we talked about earlier. What is that, Brother Mac? In my opinion, I want to clarify. It's hatred, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. You just put many of those things in there. Anything that's in your life that's protruding higher than Jesus Christ. We talked about some of that yesterday. That's an infection. Well, what does infection mean? I barely graduated high school, okay? To me, it means something in your body that don't belong there. Whoa, hallelujah. Pretty simple, ain't it? The problem we're having today, and I'm not meaning this church. I love this church. I, I feel like I'm at home all the way from Texas. I mean, I know the Civil War's over. Y'all kicked our butt, but thank you for letting me come. Amen. We need to have a place. We call our churches the place where we assemble together. We know the people is the church. Amen. The place that we assemble together to where we can hang up that armor on the wall and allow God to heal us, Brother Bill. See, I'll put my business on the street. I'm just a man. It ain't about me. It's about him. The word says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto him. The big H, him. Amen. I have anger issues. All five foot seven of me. They call me bulldog for a reason. It came from prison, amen, but that man's dead. We try to keep him down, amen, and I deal with that on a regular basis. My guys will tell you, what is wrong with this dude? Because I want a ministry of excellence. I want a ministry that's doing what God said to do. I want a ministry that's living what they're preaching. You see, the church preaches it. They got the education. They dissect it down by Scripture. They want to bring the Greek and Hebrew, and that's good for your personal well-being. But they don't live it before the people. Our younger generation is seeing their own parents talk about God all the time. We need to go to church and do this and that, and go to the youth group and do this and that. But they're not even living it in front of their children at home. Many of you come from dysfunctional families. I did. I didn't have a daddy, amen? That's some of the infection under my armor, brother. You know, I was mad. But I realized one day I had a daddy all along. Amen? You may not have your mama. God will be your mama. He'll be your daddy. He'll be your uncle, whatever you need. And sometimes we have to take that armor off and let him spank our backside. Does that make sense? That's, that's southern talking, amen? We come from the realm of the quickest ways to the ears through the rear, amen? <laughs> amen. We may have all the odds in our favor. We've been to the best schools. I'm reading off my notes. Y'all bear with me. I'm the quickest preacher, so I promise you you'll make lunch today. <laughs> we may have all the odds in our favor. We may have... Been to the best schools, built big churches, or made CEO at our company. But before we can go to the next level of blessing, God will force us to deal with the infection beneath the armor. The reason why we're hitting roadblocks, anyhow you're in the ministry now, I know you have many different ministries in this church, and if you're real before God, He knows the truth. You're never going to go higher till you lay that thing down. I don't need to know. God done knows. Are you man or woman enough, I challenge you today, to lay it down? First thing you need to do is even know who Jesus is. Brother Teddy and I was talking about, yeah, can I say this? Well, he'll, he's a big guy. He's a boxer, so he can whip me later. Uh, <laughs> but we was talking about 
And he'll correct me if I'm wrong that what we need today, everywhere we're at if we're believers, is living in front of it. 1 Corinthians 13, loving people. It doesn't say entertainment destroys the yoke. It says love destroys the yoke. Amen. That's a big thing for some of us guys and some of the ladies too. We know how to love when we're in a relationship and accept and fill in the blanks. But do we really understand agape love? I don't. I'll say I do, but I really don't. I'm trying. Amen. I'm being real with you. That's another infection I have. You know, when you had a dysfunctional family, Brother Leano, it's hard to understand love. You know what I mean? And I, I'm on, I'll be honest, I'm on wife number four. Amen. The other ones were before Christ. This is Christ. Amen. This is the woman who, when I was backslid, continually prayed over me while I was in my bed. I'd wake up and I'd look at her. What are you doing, woman? I'm praying over you. I know the man that's in there, brother. I know that man. You know, instead of all you sorry, no count, you're a typical male, why, 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 fill in the blanks, find somewhere to be. It was that still, small voice. Before you know, I found myself coming back to Christ. Amen. I still have infections in the armor today. Is this good? Are y'all okay? Maybe I need to make a joke. It's getting kind of tense in here. Amen. <laughs> to go from ordinary to extraordinary, there are obstacles we will have to overcome. Nobody gets a free pass. That's why I told you before, it's not to brag, the devil's a punk. Amen. I want to clarify that. He was defeated 2,000 years ago. We're playing on a smoke screen. Amen. But when you want to truly grow in the Lord, you have to learn how to get her over, around, or through obstacles, or you're going to keep hitting it. God, how many times, how many times until you figure it out, brother, you're going to keep hitting it. Amen. Until we lay down this flesh mess that we're in, we're going to keep hitting it. Amen. Obstacles. The devil thought taking my son that I was going to quit. Guess what? I'm working harder. I pushed harder. Amen. When I got the phone call on my birthday, September 11th, what a birthday, amen. That's my birthday for real. The day of my birthday, I get a phone call from my grandson, my only, my son's only son, that my son had been killed. Shot six times. Amen. And he said, are you all right, Papa? I was real quiet and I said, I will be all right. And was headed to a function in circuit riders. And all my brothers surrounded me. He said, Mac, do you need time? You want to cancel a bit? We're going to continue, Pastor Greg, to move forward. At that moment in my life, I needed my brothers around me if I ever did. Because I'm known to show out. I know that old man. And I want to keep him in the ground. I'm going to grind this thing down. I can go all day. Y'all, y'all that know me know that I'm quick. Amen. I don't know. I don't want to disrespect the man of God's house, how he does things here. But first of all, I want to encourage you to find Jesus. That's number one. But it doesn't stop there. Doesn't the word say sanctification is an ongoing process? You work it out daily with fear and trembling? It's, you never got it, and I'm arrived, brother. Because as soon as you think you arrived, he'll knock you down to your knees. If you have infection in your armor, under your armor, take it off. This is a house where you can do that. This is a place where people love you, regardless of your background, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your color, rich or poor. God loves you where you're at. Look at me. I'm a five foot seven. Look, I, dude, I ain't even hardly graduated high school. And God seen fitly, I know, to be over a national ministry, potentially going international. Amen. 
I mean, God's awesome. We have over 300 members now. And they're like, well, man, that's kind of small, ain't it? I kind of dig on it. I'm looking for quality, not quantity. Amen. Because, see, we've dropped the ball long enough. Well, what do y'all do, Brother Mac? We go out and love people where they're at. Well, Brother Mac, why do you do that? Because you won't, brother. You're not called to do that. Some of our affections is stepping into that calling, brother. Step into it. But the what if, the what us, that's the man in us. we got to have the details. God don't always give it to us. Stand up and He'll give it to you as you go. Start moving forward. Amen. So I'm going to let turn this over to Brother Wayne. If y'all want to come forward, I'll be here. There's several people in here that can pray with you. I'm here to pray with you. I don't think that I'm here for a show. It ain't about me. I'm here for a purpose. I know I look a little bit left, different than Redbeard, kind of the Mutt and Jeff thing. Amen. But we attribute one another. You know, Redbeard has a lot of grace compared to me. I'm the bulldog. You know, and he keeps me in line and I love him. We come from two different backgrounds, but we work together good. We have a common denominator. It's called Jesus. Amen. Amen. I encourage you to find him today. Brother Wayne. So Brother Mac Bulldog McBride, his real name is George McBride. And a little Irish, so maybe Redbeard's a little Irish too. Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you, if you desire to be a blessing to George McBride, um, it'd be awesome to take up an offering for him today. He does a lot of traveling, a lot of running, and like he always says, you don't have to do no offering for me. We don't have to, but we get to. We get to be a blessing. So if you want to make out a check to River Valley, RVCC, and put George McBride on the memo, we'll be good to go. And I like to call, I like to call Brother Mac up here once more if you mind. If anyone would like to receive from Brother Mac any prayers, we'd like you to come on up. That means you'd have to take off the armor. That means you'd have to take off the armor. Amen. Amen. You may be seated just for a moment. Don't worry. The ministry is not ending. Um, Brother Mac is, is going to be here at the end of service, and he's willing to minister for you if you still desire to be prayed over. Um, we're having church, amen? That's his church. So if you have an electronic Bible or you're old school like me and have the real deal, open up your Bible, please, to Proverbs and the third chapter. I don't have a new message for you today. I just have an old message with some new thoughts. Okay? I'm going to ask you to dig deep. 
because you've probably heard this before. So don't just automatically assume it's going to be the same repeat because God's got a new twist this morning. He's always got new things for us, doesn't he? When we think he's this deep, we find out he's this deep. And when he's this deep, we find out he's this deep. And no matter how deep we go, the word says in Psalms, he's always deeper. He's always got something better for us. So if you turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord. This morning, when God was reminding me about this scripture, I had a different one in mind. And Pastor Claudia's words came to mind that said, Linda, are you going to do a good thing or a God thing? I decided to do the God thing. It's the right way to go, right? So, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that's levels of growth. Because I have new things to give to God all the time. And so do you. Because we have new areas that God is pointing his finger on and wanting to heal and to restore. And then it says, lean not on your own understanding. Well, I'm pretty good at that. But we got to practice the other way, don't we? we got to practice trusting in God. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he is going to direct your path. And as I was thinking about that, I thought, Lord, this is an offering message. What am I going to tell the people? And he said, you tell them that I'll direct their path concerning their offering, just like I direct their path concerning their decisions and the rest of their lives. That I am in every part of their life, and I want to help them in every single thing. There's nothing I want them to leave out because I want to bless every part of their lives. So today, if you feel led to give to Pastor Mac, then I'm going to ask you to mark on your offering. They already have it up on the board. I know you guys can read. Um, if not, I'll tutor you in that because I did tutoring last year for reading. But I'm assuming you all know how to read, fortunately. And so just add to the memo of your check as you give in the offering today, Brother Mac. And so it will then go to him, and he'll be blessed, right? Because we need to feed those who, who feed us a spiritual word. So remember this week, trust in the Lord with all your heart, And don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he's going to direct your path. That's concerning everything you do. And I have a prayer request today. Is that okay to ask for that, Pastor Peter? A prayer request? Good. Because tomorrow, I'm going to be in the classroom, and you know what? You know how darkness gets pushed in the classroom back? Because you and I pray. So I'm going to ask you from now till the end of the school year that you will pray for the community and the schools that you live in because you have authority over those and the enemy will be stopped and the darkness will be pushed back if you will obey God and there is a reward for obeying him and it's a good thing because he's a good rewarder so if you will remember that all through the year okay God will prompt you. I can guarantee it.
Because when I say that, as I did to my little friend at the restaurant last night, just, just remind God that you need prayer, and I'll pray. So I'm reminding you, pray for the children in school. Pray that they don't just learn academics, but that God gets to their heart. Hallelujah. Because that'll be a lesson well learned. Hallelujah. And with that, if it's okay with you, Pastor Peter, I'll pray and close the service. Is that okay? What? Oh, Tally. I forgot Tally. Okay. I will pray, though. So, Father, we thank you today because you are alive and well. We thank you because you ministered through Katie and the worship team and through Pastor Mac and the prayers. And, God, we pray that those prayers that they prayed will never have to be redone that they will just move from this level to the next, and you will be glorified and you'll be honored, Lord. And we just ask you to bless this offering. We bless the people who will give it, and we ask that they will receive the reward that you intend. And we just thank you, Lord, that you love us and that you are here for us always. In Jesus' name, amen.